Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can we synchronize claps? No, I've got to do it too. Okay, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Millennial Divide, Euro Australia version. Woohoo! We, We've gone global. We, have, we are taking over the world with baby in hand, in the dark. You can't stop us. One of us may be drunk and it's not the two that are breastfeeding. Well, it could be. Sometimes Rest I feel assured. like that might help. But we are back. Three sisters covering the millennial generation. We've got one who's very late in the evening in a France. Au mm-hmm. uh, bonjour. No, no. Au Did you almost say goodbye? Bonsoir. You almost said goodbye to me. I know. I'm getting Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Je suis Dimitri. J'ai 28 ans. Oh. Um, oui. Oui. That's pretty much all the French that I know. <laughs> Welcome, Dima. How are, are you going? I am back. How am I going? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, so yeah, I had, um, it's our last night in France and uh, Lyndon and I decided to splurge on a fancy AF bottle of French wine and got quite drunk because we were like, shit, we need to finish it because we're leaving tomorrow. But considering it's 1am now, I'm completely sober. So uh, yeah. Start early, go go hard, go home. (laughs) Or do a podcast, record a podcast. So this will be fun listening for everyone with Dim who's half cut, Ellen who's got a baby. I'm pretty much hungover now. Oh, you're hungover, okay, so you'll just be grumpy. Me, Amy, I'm Amy. I'm uh, again on little sleep, as is Ellen. It's loose and free. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) So let me paint you a picture. We're sitting in a dark podcast studio with a baby who's we're trying to get to sleep. We've got an iPhone that has got its torch on to enable Mm -hmm. a little bit of light so that we can FaceTime Dimity and (laughs) Skype her at the same time. It is an absolute miracle. It is a it is from my perspective. They look very ominous and it's as, almost as if you're about to tell a ghost story. Oh, yeah, there could be some scary we'll stories We'll put photos today. up on the Instagram yeah, of how we, we are getting this definitely done. definitely post this because this is uh, not you, how you expect, expect your work environment to look. So we're three sisters finally. We Yay. span the generation of the millennial generation and uh, always with different views. In fact, we've had three fights before we've even got on air, Dim, so <laughs> seems like we're we back. had to catch up. So lots to talk about today. We've got The Bachelorette, new season announced. So very exciting times. We're going to talk about that. We've got Elizabeth Holmes, who is of Theranos fame. But more broadly, we're going to talk about deceiving millennials. Is this a thing? Is that what you have to do to be a millennial? Deception is That's how Dim got to France. Yeah, that's right. She's just in the studio next door. (laughs) She's made it very difficult and elaborate for us to talk to her. But aren't you jealous? Pretty much. I really am. (laughs) Gee, the studio looks great. Uh, We've got a recommendation, Selling Sunset from Dim, which is just bizarre, but we'll talk about it. What? We'll also talk about 
the, <laughs> this is a good thing about you not being in the room. I can just go off piste. <laughs> we'll also talk about surrogacy in Australia and surrogacy more broadly as a 61-year-old grandmother gave birth to her granddaughter this week. So fascinating times with that one. Dim's going to give us a bit of an update from abroad, the millennial abroad. And Ellen is going to have a rant, which is very unusual, but yep. we'll give it been to her. Gearing up. So it's been building. <laughs> so much anger. We're just like, okay, find some more rage <laughs> and then come back and talk to us. Okay, so The Bachelorette, Elle, talk us through what is going on. Yes, so The New Bachelorette has been announced for Channel 10 and it is Angie Kent. Who you ask? Yes, I, I do. <laughs> I do ask, Elle. Who is she? I don't. I don't. I love her. I love her so much. Do Please you? explain. Ah, oh, well, good. Oh, I am one a of us huge Gogglebox fan. Oh, well, my. she is, and I always want to say Gogglebox. She was a star, inverted commas. Yes. Question mark. I would say that. Of no, Gogglebox. Definitively. <laughs> Which is the Foxtel show of real people commenting on TV shows. Which I never got. But she's also just recently starred in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Um, she's 29 and the Sydney Morning Herald has claimed, has said that she has never been in love, doesn't want to get married and has been single, and I love this, Sydney Morning Herald put it in um, speech marks, by choice <laughs> for the past eight years <laughs> so she could focus on loving herself. Like that's a quote, guys. She said it's by choice. <laughs> eight years is a long time to focus on loving yourself. That's true. That's a lot of love for yourself. <laughs> that is. <laughs> uh, I felt if... a lot of love after myself after one year single and then after that I was you had a lot of hate. by choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... Tell me, if she doesn't want to get married, why is she going on a show that's all about finding a husband? Maybe she wants to find love. Oh, okay. You don't have to be married, Amy. I thought that was the whole premise of the show. They get down on one knee at the end and give them a ring. It's evolving. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's so woke. I want to find a life partner. (laughs) Just sounds awesome. What a show. No, she's actually great though. I really like her. You like her? her? Yeah. Tell me, Tim, because do you know what? I'm surprised at how many smart people watch this inane show called Gogglebox. Now, have you ever watched it? I've not watched, have you watched it. it. Have you? Okay, well then, do not talk to me about Gogglebox because it is quality watching. Okay, so this is quality. how I got into it. I, it is. It's quality. I, it was on TV and I was like, this is dumb. Like, I will never watch this. I, this is dumb. And lo and behold, an hour later, I was so hooked and I... I think it's because it gives you a summary of all of the TV shows that have happened this week. So, A, you're informed pretty much, as informed as I am scrolling through Facebook and reading headlines instead of clicking on articles. It's that kind of thing. You don't get depth, but you get an idea. That's all I really need. And B, the people that they get on the show are so entertaining and they're just really fun to watch and it just feels like you're watching TV with your friends when you're probably alone at home. And that's what I'm all about. Right, so it's basically addressing the concept of lack of community that we talked about the other week, where we're just substituting strangers, virtual to friends. Everything exactly. seems to come back to that, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. It's creating a, a false security around you and making you feel as if you have friends. So okay, that's perfect. so it's that's like watching TV with friends on and the couch. And she's quite outspoken, isn't yeah. she, Dim? 
She is. They're just funny. Her and her friend are just really likable people. So I'm actually concerned because, I mean, I didn't watch I'm a Celebrity Get You Out, Get Me Out of Here because that is dumb and I have standards. <laughs> but I, you know, her and her friend have this awesome dynamic. So I'm a little concerned about what that will look like. <gasps> Do you reckon they'll get her to guest appeal? Oh, to like oh, go probably. through all the guys. Yeah, for probably. sure. Yeah, they oh, have to do I a little. Wait. Osha will bring her out and they'll do a little like test of something. I do think they had to do yes. a bit of an about term because they had Ali Ocean last season and oh my gosh, coming off so of boring. Sophie Monk, who was incredible and I never mix, missed an episode, to then kind of just have, you know, she seemed nice enough but, you know, just not much spark. From the conversations I've been hearing about Angie, she's quite a personality and funny and, you know, all of that. So I'm, I am looking forward to that coming back because that's what I loved about Sophie Monk. Yeah, but already we're seeing the Bachelor shot, um, uh, machine take hold because I saw this Angie and I was mm. the same. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> and then I started Googling and found that she was on Gogglebox and then saw her in Gogglebox. And look, she looks great in both, but... I couldn't recognise her in the photo yeah. from the two. Yeah. You know, the the airbrushing and the makeover kind of look for The Bachelorette versus how she looks on Google, mm. Gogglebox. She looks quite different, in my opinion, anyway. Mm. I, don't, I haven't watched the show. So I hope they can keep her authentic because it would be really mm. depressing if she just becomes another one of The Bachelorette sort of blonde, you know, sparkly. No way. Well, this she was... would never. You don't know her like I know her. She could never. <laughs> this was my question. Is it good branding to go on The Bachelorette? Like or The Bachelor? Is it good for your career, do you think? Because Sophie Monk, has she, I think she's probably, we got to know her better, but has it been good for her career? Sam Frost maybe, but she's still getting a lot of hate. At the moment? Mm, it's a good question. I would have One of us should a... do it and report back. <laughs> Dima, it's on you at the moment because we're both married. <laughs> Why is it on me? Sorry, well, I mean, it's, I have, have a very serious relationship with Lyndon who is sitting right behind me and I think he'd be very upset to hear that you don't value <laughs> that. All right. Right, Lyndon? <laughs> he just nodded, yeah. so... Well, Dima, we'll yeah. put a we'll throw a coin or something and find out. But, look, I, I think it's a valid point with um, Sophie Monk. I mean, she was very much a bit forgotten, I think, in Australia. Yes. And, yeah. um, and it definitely rejuvenated her career. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'll be interested. To, I'll watch it again because I'm it. completely addicted to reality yeah. TV and I'll watch anything. Do, Do you know? know? Mm. Will you watch from <laughs> afar? <laughs> I probably will watch from afar. Obviously, she's a fave of mine. And also, she's been written up really well. There was this one Marie Claire um, article that was just so expertly written. They said, Angie has previously worked in marketing and production and even been an executive assistant, which actually perfectly qualifies myself because an executive <laughs> assistant was my first role uh, graduating from university. So I think, yeah, it's, she's relatable. Um, she's on Gogglebox. What more could you want, really? All right, we're going to watch it. Well, can I just add one last thing that you probably definitely would have watched, watched it if Inez from Married at First Sight was it because on the Kyle and Jackie O show she said, I quote, I actually did get asked while filming Married at First Sight if I was interested in being picked for The Bachelorette because they thought I'd be really funny. Oh. However, a Channel 10 spokesperson has denied to news.com that they ever approached the star. <laughs> So take from that what you will. That would be the meanest bachelorette ever. The poor boys would be just cowering in the corner just crying. But you'd watch it. I would watch it. It would be good, good viewing. 
I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Married at first sight is ridiculous. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, so speaking of deception, because that's what Married at First Sight is all about this season. Now, deceiving millennials. This is something that's intrigued me for a while because there's a real um, genre of podcasts and TV that's focusing on deception and particularly some fairly audacious business setups that millennials have created. And so to paint the picture, we've had Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos, who is currently um, being shown in a, a series on HBO as well as a podcast. And there's a movie coming out starring Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes was the wunderkind who created Theranos, which was a blood diagnostics um, business. On top of that, we've then had the Fire Festival, which anyone who's watched that fabulous documentary so on good. Netflix, um, Get to I, it I mean, so I want to go to the next Fire Festival. <laughs> it looks sure. awesome. Um, funnily enough, I've got the pack, uh, like the promo pack, the sponsorship pack. <gasps> no, you haven't. I do of how they marketed it. Some that's been floating around. So wow. we will circulate some of that. Um, we should just use that for our own yeah, just, promotion because it's actually very effective. Clearly worked. Um, there is Belle Gibson, the fake wellness blogger, who's um, currently being fined $400,000 and facing jail time where she doesn't pay. And uh, the latest one is Anna Delvey, who is basically a con artist in, this, in the States who claimed to be a German billionaire heiress. Socialite. Socialite and, um, and fitted in amongst all of these sort of highfalutin people. But what's interesting is this um, consistency of just if you portray yourself in a certain way, then you are and you don't actually need any substance behind you to just pull off the most elaborate um, lie basically. And this is all um, allegedly, allegedly, because a lot of this stuff is is going to court so it hasn't been proven yet. But the likes of um, Elizabeth Holmes, she's up for two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud fraud and nine counts of wire fraud. And that relates to her basically getting money for a business that the investors are claiming does not work. So basically she created this product um, at 19 years old. She formed this company, dropped out of Stanford and basically was looking at doing pinpricks of blood to diagnose a whole bunch of diseases. She had a massive account with Walgreen. It- if you have not listened to The Dropout, you need to listen to that podcast. It's only six um, episodes. And my goodness, I think I listened to the whole thing in about a day because I just deep dove into who is this Elizabeth Holmes? Because I kept hearing about her in different blogs and articles and, you know, just to, she's a year older than me and she's kind of modelled herself on Steve Jobs. She wears a black turtleneck all the time. She was on, um, I think, the cover of Forbes and she was the youngest self-made billionaire Before ever. Kylie Jenner. Before Kylie, I did think that, before <laughs> Kylie Jenner. She had Henry Kissinger on her board of directors. Like, just 
Bill Clinton introduced her to an event. extreme Mm. stuff. And then I kind of deep dove into Anna Delvey as well. There's really, it's a very in-depth article on The Cut Mm. um, explaining the story behind kind of how she deceived all of these New York socialites and and the key, I was trying to think about how did people get deceived by this. The key thing is exactly what you said, Ames, they looked like they had money, they acted like they had money, so people believed they had money. And Anna Delvey just would go out for dinner with friends, spend hundreds of dollars and be like, oh, sorry, my credit card's not working. Do you mind covering this one for me? And people would do it. And then a little while later she'd pay them back. But she was just kind of moving money around to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul kind yeah. of thing. It's it's really interesting because, Dim, you, I mean, you live in a, we don't know if you're in France. You say you are, <laughs> but it could just all be a front. Um I but, mean, either way, it's convincing, right? Like, it's really, but this is the thing. Might as you, well. I, with Instagram, mm. I feel like it might be Instagram's fault because Fire Festival was basically sold through Instagram, through influencers. Mm. Anna Delvey created this look that basically she then led through Instagram. Now, Elizabeth Holmes didn't. She was, um, you know, she just... Full business. That was just extraordinary. She just managed to get the right people in at the right time. But... Dima, do you reckon I see I'm one of the older millennials and I don't think we do this deception because we can't figure out how to work Insta as well as we could. Do you think there's something in your cohort that just is all fake and um, <laughs> lacking substance? I think this is like maybe the first conversation we've had while I've been away and thanks so much for just like antagonising me the whole time. It's so nice. Um, where do I start, Amy? Okay, first of all, no, it wasn't just us. Leonardo DiCaprio, catch me if you can. He is definitely older than you, if you can believe it. And he was very deceptive in that movie. So, and that's based on obviously a real story. So people have been deceiving people since the dawn of time. And do you know, I did do some research on this dimmer because I did actually think, hang on, we've always had con artists. And there was Frank Abagnale, who was from Catch Me If You Can, Charles Ponzi, who created the first Ponzi scheme, Mm, Victor Lustig from 1925. (laughs) He was the man who sold the Eiffel Tower. Twice. <laughs> wasn't wasn't our um, great-grandfather a con man? Well, he was. He was a gypsy, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And, well, he claimed that he could read people's oh, yeah. brain, um, skulls. Yes. And he also he, claimed. And he made money from it, that. Yes. But that was a legitimate okay. trade at the time. See, my, my question <laughs> is. So, actually, it's in all of our blood, Amy, you big hypocrite, <laughs> and we're all cons in our own way. <laughs> is it actually a gender thing. I don't want to always bring it back to gender, but is it because they are young, good-looking female by the, you know, most part? Fire Festival, no. But is it because it's the the image of a con man is now a con woman? Oh, I love that. They're subverting the gender norms. This is feminism at its best. Oh, I love or it. Worst. We should support them. I mean, if, no, best, if I had any doubts that this was a fantastic thing for everybody to be doing, that kind of just confirms it, that it's not. I am so in favour of people continuing to con others so long as they're not feeding them things that are going to make them potentially very unwell, i.e. Belle Gibson. That is, you know. And Elizabeth Is that, is that still allegedly? 
Yeah, uh, she's got to go to court still. I well, think. no, she's okay. been fined 400K um, for okay. misleading conduct and also she's she hasn't paid that yet. She's just returned from a lovely, luxurious South African um, safari though. Side note. Um, so that's not looking good for her, allegedly. That's allegedly, what allegedly. But anyways, I'm really on board because you... You're on board? I am because mm, you get one. to see someone's really glamorous life and it when it's exposed, it makes me feel better about my own unglamorous life. And her pictures are still really cool and they're pretty aspirational and I'm really into that shit. So whose pictures? Oh, I've forgotten her Anna name. Delvey. Yeah, Anna Delvey. Yeah, yeah they're really Anna cool. Delvey. I understand her more than the others. Elizabeth Holmes, if you are creating a blood testing machine that is going into Walmart and people are relying on it for their health, you've lost my sympathy. Anna Delvey, look, there's a lot of money involved and I wouldn't do it myself and I don't advocate advocate breaking the law. But you kind of go, well, you know, there's a lot of people that probably should have asked some questions before, you know, paying $68,000 for a holiday mm. that she said she'd, she'd pay you back for. And that for. is apparently the defence line for Anna Delvey is they, they've seen this public interest in, in the way she turns up to court. So even court's become a show now with um, her outfits and they're actually thinking um, of going down the Great Gatsby line because they think it's so similar and they've, they've had all this interest along the Gatsby line that they're, they're going to play up that. And, it's just, and so people have less sympathy because, yeah, She's just basically rotting very, very wealthy people in the same way Fire Festival did mm. as well. So, you know, it's a bit like do you do your due diligence. But, Dim, you talk about this as um, you've changed, by the way, because you talk about this. <laughs> you've been away for like three weeks and you somehow. I don't know. I guess it's after the this Insta one fame. time in the south of France um, when I was near Sarge, um, I just really found myself um, and I was eating a local baguette. Um, and, yeah, I guess I just understand things a little bit more than people who you totally don't do have because had, haven't had that experience. I don't know. I don't know. You totally do. And we'll, we'll put some glam photos up of you up on the Instas so that people can see the, the hashtag um, grateful life that you're living. But the, this is a lovely segue to the next thing that we were going to talk about, which is your recommendation this week. Oh, my God. I can't believe. Sunset. What's the actual F? <laughs> are you are you actually not on board with this? I'm I was like, so unon board because I love reality like nothing and else. And real estate. And real exactly. estate. Exactly. It's everything good. Tell, talk us through it, Dim. Okay. Okay. So Selling Sunsets is a new reality TV show featured on Netflix. It tells the story of the Oppenheim Group? Yeah, Oppenheim, um, which is a company founded by twin brothers Jason and Brett Oppenheim and they sell property. They sell real estate in Los Angeles or California, but Los Angeles. Like all great TV shows, it's based on pretty sexist premise that you kind of overlook because it's just great TV. So that's really the foundations of, of good reality, in my opinion. And basically in this show, the men control the company and the women use sex to sell properties. That was so, my first strike against it. They've got six girls and they're adding a new girls. girl. These I are 38-year-old okay, so, women. So it is imagine a cross between keeping up with Kardashians and grand designs. No, and no, it's not keeping up. The, it's, it's the hills. It's real housewives. Oh, I thought it was okay. the hills. 
Oh, the hills. Oh, yeah. Okay, the hills. Yeah, well, it hills, is. That yeah. makes sense because it's the same creator. It's Adam oh, DeVello who it? was the yeah. creator Damn of the Amy. hills. I know my reality yeah. shows. I do. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. I mean, there's so much good drama. There's beautiful properties. They... I just, I, how, what's not to love? And there's what's also love? The, the new girl um, is Chriselle Hartley and she's Justin Hartley's wife. Who, he's in This Is Us. He's the hot guy, um, which added a little bit of interest to me and then I realised he actually doesn't show up in any of the episodes so I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in the first as a snippet when she's like reflecting on her beautiful life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's a snippet. But like he didn't even show up to her birthday party and I thought he has absolutely <laughs> said I am not doing anything with this show. You go ahead, darling. I'm Darling, out. you are you um, do you. You're wonderful and I support you. I will not be on this show. <laughs> so, Dim, you, li- you like – why do you like it? You just like it because of the drama and the, sh- and the houses. The houses. Okay, let me – do I need to go over the pre- – okay, so <laughs> – it I get, is a I get combination the of just... the hills and grand designs. Okay, it's like, not <laughs> because you don't have any of the drama of grand designs. Like where's the project manager who's gone missing? Where's the overrun budget? Where's the the rain and the hail and the where's delays? Where's Kevin McLeod, Where my Kevin absolute McLeod? crush? Oh, exactly. It is no grand designs, so let me tell you that. So let me tell you what I think. <laughs> Which I just watch. I Don't like, hold back, Amy. Oh, oh, I just, you have you us. not told us what you think so far? Is this you holding back? Yeah. That was me restrained because I had to sit there and watch this drivel. Like, and I, this comes from someone who loves reality. I watch Southern Charm <laughs> on, I've got an account with Hey You just to watch the Kardashians and Southern Charm and The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I I am low, low, low brow, but this, even for me, I couldn't do it. So problems with it. A, yes, you've got these beautiful women who are basically just used as pawns to sell real estate for wealthy men. The first episode is all about this girl basically oh, having to have an affair in order to sell a property to this sleazy oh, guy. Yeah. And she doesn't even get to run the show. I mean, what is this is 2019, so that's my first problem. The second problem is that it's just so fake. Like they, yeah, the drama so is not real drama. It's just con- it feels like the Hills concocted drama. And Which I it like, is. I like real fake drama, like the Kardashians. At least they can pull <laughs> off a fake drama really well. This was poor acting, even though they've got real actors in there. Yeah. Um. So no, I didn't like that. And look, yes, the property is lovely, great houses, but I'm much more into my Grand Designs property than, I mean, it's very shiny LA property. They're all, they all look the same. My thing is, I'm just a bit sick of people being mean to each other. And I read this article in The Onion, which I actually shared with Dim a little while ago. And the headline was, mum just wants to watch something nice. And the quote was, I was thinking we could watch a happy movie this time, the mother said as she joined her husband and children in the living room, suggesting a movie they could all watch and not a sad one where someone dies at the end. At press time, reports confirmed the mother had been outvoted four to one and the family was watching (laughs) The Departed again. And I sent that to Dim because we watched Bird Box and mum sat outside reading a book. Sorry, mum. Sorry, (laughs) mum. But I'm just... 
I've been watching Queer Eye, which is so lovely and is reality. And oh, I just. I love. So last week when we had our. We had a really great review of Queer Eye. Epic tech fail. Oh. We spoke a lot about Queer Eye. We might come back and do it another. But, yeah, but, it's but really Ellen was nice. not as on board. I know. I watched another episode oh. and I'm hooked now. Whereas I watched another episode of Selling Sunset and it just made me feel a bit dirty. Mm. I just. I'm, yeah, but that's what you want out of a good reality <laughs> TV show. You want to feel a little bit icky. You want to feel a little bit like, ooh, yeah. No, but I'll I'm keep feeling watching. too old for it. I, I just Whoa. want to watch something nice. I you guys have changed. I haven't changed. You guys have changed. I don't All know right. what's happened. Okay. You Dima, guys used to you be keep cool. watching your Selling Sunset. I'll go back to my Kardashians. It starts I again guess, soon. Do you know what? I've realised what it is. It's probably just more like a cultural thing. Like I guess because I'm international, I just understand it a little bit more. So maybe that's what it is. Oh, my God. These podcasts are going to get worse. I'm really sorry, peeps. But these, these uh, throw-ins from abroad, she's going to have lots of opinions and tell us how we're doing things wrong. Culture. You mean Culture. Culture. All right, moving right along. So this week, what hit the news? 61-year-old grandmother oh. gives birth to granddaughter. I was like, what, 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 how, do, <laughs> how? what? So and then I had and to not through, through Caesar. No. I know. <laughs> I know. I just, Claire, the producer, is looking in a lot recoiling. of pain. I know. I actually went through the photos going, did she have a Caesar? No. Nope. nope she did <laughs> she not did have not. a Caesar and her son was right in there. Anyway, what happened? And the, the reporting has actually been quite favourable. I thought yeah, she might get lovely. slammed. No. But no, consistently it's been a really altruistic, lovely story. Basically, 61-year-old woman from Nebraska gave birth to her own granddaughter um, she did it because she served as a gestational surrogate for her son, Matthew, and his husband, Elliot. And she carried this little baby for nine months, Uma. Um, and it was a combination of Matthew's sperm, Elliot's sister's egg, and then Matthew's mum was the gestational surrogate. So it was a true family affair. You need affair. like a flow chart. You really do. I had to really think this through and be like, hang on, is that, how does that work with DNA? So. It's all good. It, well, it's all good except it, IVF Australia, it's been, it's been reported um, by news.com that IVF Australia has said that in Australia you couldn't do that because strict surrogacy laws would prevent mm. a case like this happening because of the genetic link. Yep. When I then went into greater research, I think that's a bit grey. It's not overly clear, but it's certainly the laws in Australia are much, much, much stricter. Mm. Um, and they basically would preclude um, a lot of surrogacy happening. It has to be altruistic. And a lot of um, the um, different clinics wouldn't actually take a woman older, older than menopausal mm. age. Yeah, because she'd gone through menopause. Yeah. So they had to restart her, pe- give her hormones to restart her period so that she could um, have this baby. It's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. So my question to you all is would you do that? For someone else? For if, for your daughter, for your sister, for your – I mean, I'm your sister, so I'm kind of asking, <laughs> would you be my surrogate? I really <laughs> can't be bothered doing another A roundabout way of saying um, <laughs> I'm looking for a surrogate. Well, I did it once. You know, it was a good experience. But I don't uh, Now, yes, at 61 – I just think, and look, she got all the health checks and at every stage, you know, she was checked and deemed very healthy for it all. And I, pregnancy just takes such a toll on your body. It's just exhausting. So 
and I did it at 31 and 33. So I can't even imagine how difficult it would have been at 61. And what I also found interesting to think about was she had to go through all the new pregnancy guidelines. So she was pregnant 30 years ago where you could pretty much do what you like. She's like, pass me the cigarettes and the bottle of wine. Oh, we can't do that anymore. You know, hang on. I signed up for this before I knew what the new guidelines are. Like there's a new guideline that's come out, which is if you have toddlers, um, they've done, there's this um, virus that you can get contacted so you've got to be careful about kissing them and um, using the same utensils as them. I was like, oh, my God. And thank goodness this came out after I've just had my latest one. Like, you know, so I think that would be extreme. Um, so, look, yes, but not ages in the future, I think. I think it would be really difficult being a surrogate. I can't mm. even imagine. Mm, I think it would be easier if it was a grandmother. Who just yes, purely, bit, want, yeah. you know, she's like, yeah. right, I want a grandkid. This is my only way. Yeah. Fine. This is what I'll do. Dima, you've got a very oh, squirmy expression I'm a fir- on your face. I'm a firm no now and no in the future, but that's only because I've I've only lived through your experiences, which both seemed awful from really sold it. the outside. I mean, thank you so much for doing it because <laughs> I really love my nieces and nephew, but I mean, whew, that I am not looking forward to. <laughs> so no, um, it's a no now, it's a no in the future. I'm sorry, you guys, you're just going to have to find another grandma um, to do that for you both. I had not much to add to this because of my lack of experience with babies. So what I did instead was Google unusual pregnancies. Do you guys want to hear about uh, some I was waiting for a haiku. What, is what are they called? Haiku. Haiku. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. Okay. I've got something else to give later, but no, right now I've just got unusual pregnancies. So a woman gave birth after 20 days in labour. Oh. 20 days. Imagine that. That is epic. A woman gave birth during a flood in a tree in Mozambique. Oh she was in a tree. God. She gave birth. One woman, she had a baby while there was a tornado going and then she, in her own bad luck, must have been, you know, in the area of Twister where that movie was set, had another baby during a tornado oh. and then a third baby during a tornado. Oh All three babies. Gosh. Tornadoes. Crazy. Another woman had twins born 87 days apart. That was an interesting one, I thought. Would you call them sisters? Discuss later. And another woman, she gave birth at actually how old do you reckon she was? Do you know this? Do you know the oldest mother? 80. No, I'm going to say 65. (laughs) Okay, well. Thanks, Amy, because that makes it sound better when I say 70. Wow. 70. She was 70. Oh she had IVF, yes. Oh, my gosh. God. I know. Good, All right. Good that is surprising yeah. and good um, summary, Dim, and we won't Thank ask you. you to be a surrogate. Yeah. You, okay. c- you wouldn't qualify Thanks. in Australia, actually. You've got to have, <sighs> have your own kids. That's oh. really why. I don't yeah. like breaking the law, so no, yeah. I couldn't do it because of the rules. Yeah, they're all rules. You definitely could. They're all rules. I can't okay, we'll them, no. cross you off the list. All right, Dima, so t- please educate us about the world. What is happening? In fact, Ellen and I don't even know what's happening outside of our suburbs. No, we really don't. <laughs> so take us maybe outside of Melbourne, then outside of Victoria, then outside of Australia, and then to the big, broad world, assuming that you are, in fact, in the big, broad world and not just next door. Okay, so this was um, kind of a question, I guess, and 
So as I as I mentioned earlier, Lyndon and I, um, it's our last night in France and we decided to be all fancy and get a fancy bottle of wine and then we went to dinner and we continued to be fancy and had um, melted raclette cheese and a glass of wine again, which was around about the point that we decided to talk about um, what one of the topics could be. So this was at the height of... Um, intellect or drunkness, call it what you will. (laughs) Anyway, so I wrote it down and reading back on it now a few hours later when I haven't had as many, well, I've still had those wines, but they're not affecting me in the same way. This is what it reads. So dissect it and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. All right, tell us three, Dim, read it out. Okay, so it says, spending money. It's easy as a young millennial to go abroad and spend lots of cash. That's fun because in the present, it seems like a good decision. But I guess it's eating into the house deposit. But buying a house is so last generation, <laughs> dot, 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 question mark. And there's also an expectation that we will, in capitals, go abroad and spend money carelessly. And I don't want to succumb to that ex- and expectation. Thoughts? Is 28 too old to spend all my money? I love it. I've got this view of you on, up on screen and Lyndon's in the background just looking like, what the fuck? I love it. Um, Lyndon, help me write it. Okay, those, he's, those he's checked out. He's checked here. out. I uh, think spend your money before you have can't. to pay for it. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was thinking that too, Dima. You know, you just, uh, if I had my time again, I would just live a bit more freely in my 20s because oh, really yeah because Go for it. because you're going to earn cash later you will that's what you have to do yeah. with life well when you have kids like i cannot go and spend all my money because i have two children that i have to feed feed yeah <laughs> and one of them actually needs actual food that doesn't come from me at least one of cheap at the moment it's much cheat cheaper it. <laughs> nappies are expensive go spend all your money you can make more You know, I think enjoy, have experiences, do it now and then come back and be sensible. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, you know, obviously you don't want to come back and have zero. Debt. You don't want to come back with huge debt. I think debt is hard because it's hard to climb back from that. I think coming back with minimal, fine. You can get a job, you know, earn some more and... Um, if and look, that's easy to say because we have a good support network. I think um, for some people who don't have a support network and really that is kind of dire, that's obviously a whole different thing. But if you've got a good support network who can help you and assist you, then you know you can live a bit more freely and go. Do you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the moment. Yeah, I mean, look, that's... there are two things. The other thing that sorry, Dimara, cut you off. Did you want to say something? No, no. I'm just. I'm. I'm really happy for to hear that. Actually, I'm quite surprised. I thought you guys would be like, be responsible, nah. have a mortgage. Well, the other thing that I know one friend did, which worked really well when they went overseas in their twenties, was that they spent one salary and saved the other one, mm. um, and they actually came back with enough cash for a house deposit. Doing it that way. Now, it did mean I think that they probably didn't do as much travel or or, or live as freely. I mean, the other option is just deception dim. I would just jump on Insta, start making some really good friends and just, yeah, flit around Europe on, on their dime. Love this idea. I mean, that's probably your best this bet, idea. I would say. I have no qualms, actually, yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, well, you're your best life. <laughs> that's exactly right. Until I'm 30, no responsibilities. Yeah, I would go with that. I think that's a good approach. 
Okay, great. So does that mean that I should keep the expensive dress that has a mid-calf cut off that you think is not flattering? I just think it doesn't bring out your best self. So it's tr- it, you can keep it if you want to look a slightly bigger than you are. And every time you wear it around Amy, <laughs> every time you wear it around Amy, you'll know she'll be giving you the eyes. Like, well, I told oh, you so. She has those I'm going to get so much Insta feedback about being mean to do again. You are gonna get, I'm going to post a picture of me in this dress that we've been discussing at length. I like Amy it. Went, I just don't like do love you? the mid calf. <sighs> Okay. I can only say it because I've got the same body shape as you, Dimmer, and I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> oh, that's all you've ever wanted. So generous, really. I'm glad we're back. No, this is it, great. Is, it is a cute dress. I just think the shape is. Anyway, we've had, we, we will not go on because we've already had a fight about this before being on air. All right, and we're, giving, we're getting the roundup from um, producer Claire, who's saying, enough chat. So that's been enough. the millennial divide. We did it, hopefully. We, we've got to yet find out that we've recorded this bloody thing after last week. There could just be you two talking and then silence and then you responding and then I just mean, that silence. that could be our best work yet. <laughs> uh, interpret what I've said. Yeah. Uh, so if you've liked what you've heard. Wait, hang on. Actually, that's so mean. <laughs> I was wondering oh. why you let me get away with that one. Uh, oh. That's been the Millennial Divide. If you like what you've heard, listen for free in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and review. You can even send us your feedback about how mean I've been to Dim. I'll take it. And I probably have. Sorry, Dimmer. It's just been fun. Wait, it's from love. It's all out of love. <laughs> just give me a look. So we know you love the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. We'll put all of these um, segments up as stories or Insta feeds. Um, we'll keep it going on Facebook. So join in. Tell us what you think. Do you like Selling Sunset? Are we wrong about millennials being deceptive? Should we really give 61-year-olds a surrogacy? Who knows? Don't know. So join us. Tell us what you think. And otherwise, we will keep the conversation going and chat to you next week. Bye. 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 So for those who are still listening, you may have realised we might have missed something. Me. Oh, poor Elle. My Again. Rant. The rant. We forgot it. Would you believe it? This rant is really good. I would. Good. I'm the second born. I would always believe that I'm forgotten. Oh, we will definitely do Elle's rant. Stay tuned next week. Promise. Promise. That's a little teaser for you. What's it going to be about? Ellen will have her rant. Ellen will have her moment in the sun. She's going to get so cross by next week. You just have to tune in and listen to what it is. So we'll see you next week. 